Suvas Perik Hay Mishnah Ches five eight. This Mishnah and the next one will discuss the various financial obligations that a husband has regarding his wife. So we're talking here about share and ksus, um, food and clothing, etc., spending money. So the Mishnah has a case of hamishare es ishto al shlish, someone who's supporting his wife through a third party. That means. They're not living together. He is away overseas learning in yeshiva or working abroad, and therefore he still has to support his wife. So he's having like a a third party be the one to bring her her food and clothing that he has to provide. So in such a scenario, the Mishnah will say the minimum amounts of food he needs to provide and the minimum amounts of clothing. The food part, so and the clothing, the truth is as well, um, is this only talks about, um, as the Mishnah will say in, the next mission, mission of the test, for the poorest Jew. And that was the absolute bottom, bottom amount of financial support that a husband has to provide his wife is going to be in the list here. But if the husband is more wealthy, he has to provide more, everything according to his wealth, um, that she should be taken care of um, in a way that, that he can afford, the best he can afford. Um, as far as supporting his wife through a third party, so the Ramah Paskins, a person may not opt to not live with his wife or not um, eat meals with his wife. It's proper that a husband and wife um, live under the same roof and that they share meals together. Um, so the case here is where that's not possible. He's gone away for whatever reason, for some permitted reason, but now that he's away, he still has to provide for her. Uh, interestingly, the Rambam does learn that it's permitted for a husband and wife to live in different homes on our separate roofs um, and for the husband to actually take his meals separate from his wife. Um, but the Rambam then will certainly require that on Shabbos they eat together, as we'll see more about that in the next Mishnah. Okay, so if a man is supporting his wife from a distance through a third party, the requirements regarding food are as follows. He cannot provide her anything less than two kabin. A kav is roughly, that's called two liters um, of wheat. That needs, you know, wheat kernels that can be ground. Or four kabin, roughly, it's called now, that's called eight liters um, of of uh, barley, to so talking basically, basically gallons, basically one gallon of wheat kernels or two gallons of uh, barley kernels. The reason why you need more barley than wheat is because barley has a lot more um, bran and it, you need more of the raw material to get the same amount of edible, nutritious food. Rabbi Yossi is saying the only reason why we're having a bigger measurements for the amount of barley as opposed to wheat. It's because we're talking about Rabbi Yishmael, who ruled that way. He lived in a part of the country near Edom, meaning like, I'll call it near the, the Jordanian border, where the barley was just inferior, and therefore you need a lot more barley to make this make up um, for its inefficient, in you know, and inferior quality to have the requisite amount of food. Meaning Rabbi Yossi's disagreeing with Tanakama, and that he's holding that normally simply two kabin would be sufficient for both wheat and barley. Tanakama says, no, it's always going to be um, two for two kavan of wheat or four kavan for barley. Venosla chatzi kav kitnis, in addition to providing the grain to make bread, he also needs to provide her something to eat with the bread. So it'll be kitnis, some kind of, you know, beans or whatever it is, some kind of legume. Vachatzi lug shemen, and also a half of a lug of shemen. A lug is basically 500 cc, um, like a pint. 
So a chatzilug is half of that, so 250 cc, or like basically a cup of oil. Here we're talking about olive oil. And this olive oil actually has got two purposes, both for eating, like dipping bread into, and also for providing light. Don't forget, this was, if after dark they wanted to see something, they had to use oil to provide themselves with a, with a candle. That was for that. The kav grogros, as far as fruit goes, he provides her with one kav, again, like roughly two liters of grogros, dried figs, omana devela, or if he's providing her with the figs in the form of a devela, that's kind of like a pressed fig brick. Um, so then a mana. A mana is a unit of weight as opposed to a kav, which is a unit of volume. But they're basically roughly the same. And uh, a mana is 100 zuz. It basically comes out to roughly just under a pound, okay? Um, like half a kilo. Vim einlo, if he has no figs to give her for whatever reason, then posek l'umasan, peros mimakamacher, he'll have to then um, get some other kind of fruit to provide her, let's say, you know, dates or something, um, in, in equal quantities, in comparable quantities. That's the food requirement. That's that's the minimum food he has to provide her. You can imagine, you know, that's pretty scant. Um, but uh, as my grandpa used to say, there were no good old days. That's what it was like back then for eating. As far as clothing and other stuff around the house goes, venosan la mita, he has to provide her with a bed. The bed they're imagining here is kind of like a cot. So you essentially have, let's say, like um, a frame, and then across the frame were like um, like ropes, you know, spread across the frame on top. And then on top, they have like, I'll call it a mattress. That's the mapats u machatzeles. That's the gear. So we have that it's both a mapat and a machatzeles. Machatzeles are like reeds, and now it essentially be functioning, I'll call it as like the like the mattress, so you put you need something harder to go on top of those ropes, so you don't feel the ropes, and then the mapats is the softer layer, um, which goes on top, that, uh, you know, like, maybe think of like a box spring and a mattress, however you want to imagine it. The point is, machatels is, is the harder, firmer, but rather unpleasant to sleep on, but required so you don't feel the ropes, and then the mapats is the softer layer on top of that, on which you would sleep. Now, um, the Gemara says out, listen, if she has like a real bed, which would look like, um, essentially you have like a, an animal hide, a piece of leather, spread across the cot, much more comfortable and soft, then the mapats or mechatzels would not be required. Venosan la kipa la rosha, she needs a head covering. We're talking here, just think of like a turban or something. You know, a, a, a metpachat, the word kipa from the word to cover, kofe, but it's the same, become like our, our yarmulke, the head covering is the same word here, kipa. Vechagor la masneha, she needs a belt also, because the, their clothing was sort of like Think of like a toga, like a big you know sheet wrapped around themselves. So she needs to wrap a belt around her waist so that her clothes you know don't interfere when she's trying to do work, etc. O minalim lamoed lamoed, and shoes literally from time to time or from holiday to holiday. The Gemara says we're talking about a, a woman who lives in a. First of all, we're ta- that means three times a year because we're talking about the three moadim, the. Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. So three times a year she needs to use shoes. And um, the Gemara says we're talking about a woman who lives in like a, a rocky, mountainous place where the shoes wear out. So she's three times a year. Uh, but other Mephoshim, Rabbeinu Yon and so on, say if it would be like in a, it wouldn't be the case, one pair would be fine. The point the Gemara says further is that we should, he should give it to her around the, like in, in time for the various, the three various um, festivals, because then there's a separate mitzvah of a simcha b'chag, and he'll be makayim that mitzvah of being misameach his wife by giving her shoes in time for the holidays. That's the way to do it, even though, of course, holidays aren't quite spaced out equally. Um, there's only seven weeks between, you know, Pesach and Shavuos, but still, that's the way to do it. And then she'll have three pairs of shoes. 
V'kelim, and that's for, for the rest of her wardrobe, her clothing. Shel chamishim zuz mishana l'shana. He, the budget is 50 zuz um, from year to year. That's the clothing budget, absolute minimum clothing budget. Now, the way they would wear their clothing, essentially, you think of it, listen, they didn't have what we, uh, the fine clothing we have today. Essentially, it was hand spun, you know, think like wool, you know. And um, you, like you've seen, if you've met people in like Africa or South America, you know, indigenous peoples, whatever it is, how they dress. So <clears throat> the spun wool is rather um, thick in the beginning uh, and fluffy and, and warm. And then as it gets worn, it gets more threadbare and thinner. So obviously, you want to have your thick, plush new clothing in the winter time to keep you warm and you want like the thinner more threadbare stuff in the summer because you want to be kept much cooler okay so um that being the case it says a nosna when he's giving her her clothing she, he can't give her new clothes that are like thick and plush and hot in the summer days because it's it's not fair it's not not right not it's not fun and he can't give her um, like worn out thin clothes um, in the winter months because again she'll be cold. He gives her a full wardrobe based on this fifty zuz budget in the winter time, beginning of winter. So then she'll be um, warm in the winter. And she'll continue to wrap herself up, keeping warm in their more worn out, threadbare versions. Be Mosachama in the summertime because you want it'll it'll keep her covered but not too hot. The Shechakim Shela. As for the worn out clothes, the rags, so they're still hers, meaning he can't say, Listen, I bought you new clothes, I want the rags back for myself. Um, and she wants those rags because the woman would wear rags um, during their 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 uh, nida part of their of their life, because in the good old days, um, those clothes would get um, would get dirtied. And therefore, she can she can um, dedicate special rags for those days. So she, when she's not in need, she can be wearing her nice, clean, um, unsoiled clothing.